April and Graham, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story. So this was shot three years ago. April, can you catch us up a little bit? Absolutely. So thankfully, that black hole you just saw, it's now an actually functioning restaurant. <laughs> in fact, I think we have some pictures of what you can see, what it looked like here in Manhattan Times Square. Um, that is the photo of P.S. Kitchen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we've now been open for a year and nine months, and we have started to break even and make a small profit even over the last eight to nine months. And we've offered jobs to over 40 plus people who have a challenging background, who need a second chance, et cetera. So something I'm really passionate about. Wow. So this restaurant, just to give you perspective, it literally is like in Times Square, just kind of a half a block or so from where everybody's familiar with, where the ball drops, all that. It's yeah. not, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's right near all the Broadway shows, actually. Perfect. So you talk about employing people that need a second chance. Do you have an example of a, an employee or a story that you could share with us? There's just been so many. It's been a real blessing of being able to do life with them and experiencing what it's like to um, see someone experience that joy of providing for themselves. Um, one guy I would share with, um, we'll call him John, and he was in and out of prison for 30 years of his life, and he was addicted to heroin really early on, um, grew up in the Bronx, and when he decided to change his life, which is incredible, and wanted to get out of this addictive cycles, um, what stood between him and being able to do that is sustainable employment. And he actually looked for a job for four years, mm -hmm. hearing a lot of no's before he came to us. And at this point, he is 59 years old. And when we gave him a job simply as a dishwasher, he went to the corner of 48th and 8th, right outside of us, and he just started sobbing. <laughs> and was mm. like, but you're giving me a job? Like, me? No one's ever done that, you know? And what's been really cool too, it's not only offering that um, employment opportunity, um, Graham and I get the privilege to doing live with a lot of people here. Um, one of them is Mark and Laura Fluke that many of you know. They started something called Generosity New York, and one of the staff member comes over and pray with me um, on what we call the upper room, which is just the second floor of the restaurant during <laughs> daily hours. But we were praying in the upper room, and um, John ran into us and was like, what are you doing? So we said, oh, we're just praying. And unexpectedly, he's like, can I join you? And he came up, and he started praying with us, and he started crying. And little did I know, uh, he had just received a text from his wife and they were just really, really struggling in their marriage. And there was a lot of very difficult things they were going through. And particularly, you know, a very celebratory season of Christmas is actually a lot of stress for a couple like that mm -hmm. because of all the gifts and how much they want to make their kids happy. And incredibly so, my friend Kara went back and talked to the GNY board. And next thing I knew, we had all the gifts funded, and we also had a little extra that was saved over that we ended up funding marital counseling for them. Wow. That's been really fun. That is so cool. Huh. Sounds just a little countercultural, but that's exciting. So, Graham, last time you were on stage here, I think it was 2014. 
Yep. And we saw, you know, you talked a little bit about your lifestyle. Then actually, in 2014 was when you guys got engaged at a Generous Giving Conference. Yeah, she said yes. So. <laughs> there you go. And um, so in your story, you were living intentionally, um, trying to keep your costs down. I think you were living on bunk beds so that you can, could give more. Yeah. I'm assuming the whole bunk bed thing has changed. And so can you kind of <laughs> give us an idea of what does giving look like now in your new yeah. paradigm? So there is no bunk bed in our apartment, so that has changed. Uh, yeah, the, basically the summary is, you know, April's always been the gas pedal, and I'm always the break in our marriage. So, you know, she was ready to open restaurant number two, and I was like, let's just make sure this one works first. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of living intentionally. He's the wise one. In terms of living intentionally, um, so we've been married almost five years now, and ever since we got married, uh, we have extra space in our New York apartment, so we filled it with roommates. So we've had roommates the last five years, sometimes two people, sometimes one, and every month they give away their rent, our, like the rent they would pay us, uh, they donate it. Um, and so we get to participate with them every month, uh, donating the rental uh, hmm. profits. So we're, we're on our own journey with them as they learn you know, about giving. Um, and also, you know, New York apartments are small, so we also do life with them. So it's been really fun the last five years, you know, having roommates, even though, again, people at work would be like, why do you guys have roommates? You don't need roommates. Like, um, so that's one kind of a cheerful question mark we get at work um, is why roommates? Um, and then especially, like, why, why are you not collecting rent? Why are you letting them give it away? Um, and then, yeah, you know, most of our giving the last uh, couple of years has been trying to get this restaurant off the ground. So 2019 is now kind of a new year where the restaurant's sustainable, uh, and so now we're kind of back at the drawing board as a couple to uh, learn, you know, where and how we want to give. So I'm not great at math, but as I'm doing it in my head, it, I'm thinking it took like two and a half years to get the restaurant open. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> Thankfully, this is a very open and vulnerable community. Yes, it's embarrassing <laughs> to admit, but it took us two and a half years to open the restaurant. Um, it really was, it was honestly a very much a struggle. Um, imagine at this point when I signed the lease, um, it's a 15 year lease and I was 30 years old. So it's literally half my life. We had a personal <laughs> guarantee on this space and we were three months into our marriage. Um, and everything that could have probably gone wrong happened to have gone wrong. Um, it's almost like a spiritual attack in the form of a restaurant and just a lot of, Department of Building meetings, there was a lot of discovering different things in this 100 years old building. And you can imagine, you know, two years into it at this point when we've been funding it month after month after month of paying Times Square rent, poured out so much money to build a construction and having a six months deposit into it and have no restaurant to show for. And so much of what Connor said last night, it's like, wow, like, experiencing almost like this complete failure in a way. And just being reminded too that um, just because we believe that maybe God had called us to this, that doesn't necessarily mean that it would be successful. Um, but thankfully there are a lot of people that really have cheered us on and prayed with us along the journey. And I remember uh, two moments so specifically um, in 2006, 2017 when John Tyson spoke at the cog and he said, Christians are to live in such a way that is so confusing that it demands an explanation. And the only explanation is the gospel. And that just hit me so hard of knowing that even if this does not succeed, I know that 
it has been so confusing because I've answered the question a lot at work. Mm. Of why are you doing this? And yeah, that's the only explanation. Um, so, and another moment was um, being at the Moore house and actually it was Liz who prayed for me and said, I'm envisioning this restaurant of yours. It's like a macaroni house that like kids make for their parents and you're just sitting here putting it together and it might look like a messy house that the macaronis are falling off but you just did it with so much love as a gift to your father that he's gonna appreciate the heart behind it even if it's a complete mess and that's yeah. how we thought about it Graham, you had talked about that idea of evangelism best done through action what does that look like for you in this yeah, I think we really love the, the phrase, um, you know, preach the gospel always and when necessary use words. And so we kind of have this, you know, living in such a way that kind of has people say, well, tell me more. Like, I don't quite get it. So, you know, it's been fun to see one of my former coworkers at Credit Suisse become a Christian because we just started talking and he got so interested and kind of confused about the bunk bed and the, the five people in, in a two bedroom. Um, so just stuff like that where it naturally happens. And I feel like PS Kitchen you know, people hear about, you know, us donating 100% of the profits and hiring, you know, people with more marginalized backgrounds, and they just don't get it, and they ask more questions. So it's been fun, you know, being in Times Square, we've had the cast of Hamilton come through. Last week, the entire New York Knicks team came through. Wait a second. So, okay, this is a vegan, yes. vegetarian restaurant, and the New York Knicks came through. Yeah, so they did. So it's just been fun to have a restaurant kind of cause the question, well, why would you do this, and then get to share the gospel naturally um, and we just really love that opportunity in Times Square. Huh. So you talked about this idea of collaboration has been born out of this. Do you have, in the last question here, do you have a, an example or a story you can share with us about collaboration that's happened? Yeah, that, that has also just been so many. It's so fun. I think sometimes people ask me, why do you still, let's say, work on Wall Street? Or why don't you just do your charitable work full time? And just seeing the two worlds collide and doing... Um, live with people that are in our lives at work. And one particular story, I think as people watch us give kind of recklessly <laughs> into this project, uh, there's been co more conversations around giving and also stretching people's giving muscle, just like mine was stretched. Um, in one kind of work business celebration party thing, uh, one of my, I would call him my anonymous donor, my colleague anonymous donor uh, was teasing me about how much we were giving and if you were here like who was going to be building the wells in Haiti and things like that and I kind of teased him back and was like you know it only cost $75,000 to build a school in Congo <laughs> just left it at that and uh, little did I expect it like a few minutes later he's like all right I'll tell you what if you put in 25 I'll put in 50, let's just get a school done. Huh. And I walked away from that party with a school in Congo <laughs> when I was just going <laughs> to leave. Okay. And it's been really fun because similarly, another colleague at work recently said, man, every time I talk to you, it's like money just flies out of my pocket. <laughs> I don't think he meant it as a compliment, but I'll take it that way. <laughs> Okay, pro tip, you might want to avoid a conversation with April, okay? Or bring your checkbook. Well, I just want to say thank you. I mean, when, when I heard Tim talk last night and remembering your story, I thought that is just a beautiful example of what it means to be a rebel. 
what it means to live generously and to live a countercultural life. I think I was at the same conference when John Tyson spoke, and what I remember him saying is that Christians should have a distinct, a peculiar lifestyle distinction, that our lives should be one that begs the question, why? And you guys are screaming that. So thank you for your faithfulness, for your obedience, and this long walk of faithfulness. So thanks. Let's give it up again for Grant Michael.